0: Welcome to another edition of Idiot Ezra, and today I'm running and gunning all alone, and I'll be getting into my sad-ass Jets, Saints, Chiefs, cream of the crop. What's up with these old quarterbacks? And NBA? I know it's opening night, my Nets are putting the boots right on the Warriors right now, and it's in the top of the third quarter. Loving seeing Durant, Kyra Irvin having a good game. Nice start to this condensed and rapid nba season so i might get into that a little bit and i want to talk about the heaviest lifting a player does in the nfl all by myself on tonight's episode let's get it in word I'm going to do this all alone, don't worry. I usually do a lot of things all alone, especially at 2 in the morning. Use your imagination, and you're welcome, and if you do. But today, I got to talk about, first thing I got to talk about. If you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a huge Jets fan. And if you watch the NFL, you know my Jets, heading into week 15, had sole possession of the first pick. And we know the prize. You know the prize that I want. Trevor Lawrence. And you're going up against the NFC West leading Rams. Balanced team. Probably the third most balanced team in the NFC. Lays and egg, and my Jets and Frank Gore's 20-plus carries and his clutch reception at the end. Seal the game and win their first game of the season. And based on strength of schedule, go down to the second pick. Behind the Jacksonville Jaguars, who need a quarterback. So that looks like, as of right now, the Jaguars will be landing Trevor Lawrence, barring maybe they win a game. There's certain ways the Jets still have a chance at Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, the Jaguars winning. Number two, uh, Trevor Lawrence pulling at Eli, saying, you know what, I don't want to go to Jacksonville. Bring me to New York. I would love that. Even though we will have to give up some nice assets for him even though we got the capital to pull that trigger if that were to happen. But I want to talk about, you know, my Sunday and how I felt for a second. I was, you know, enjoying myself because I was actually leading and uh, in good position in three of my fantasy semifinals. I was in good position to make it to the finals in all three. So, you know, I was feeling myself. I was feeling good. And two of them are money leagues, so I won those, actually. So shout-out to myself, going to the championship. The third one, um, Jason stopped me, lost by seven points. How can I say? I was only down by 16, and I had Kareem Hunt and Evan Ingram from the Giants tight end. They didn't get it done for me, so I lost that one. So shout-out to Jason. Fuck you. Him and Marvin are actually going the cgn cold jelly ninjas title and one of them are going to become a two-time cold jelly ninjas champion to join me because i'm the only two-time cgn champion and they'll be joining my club real soon so shut up to you boys i hope it ends up in the tie so it could be co-champions and i could talk shit but you know i highly doubt that <laughs> but i was feeling good and i'm watching the game you know the jets take that early lead you know they get that was it eight straight games we score on our opening drive? So no big deal, you know, eight straight games. So seven of them we lost. It's all right. It's okay, I'm not sweating. Halftime, we're still leading. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, the Rams are going to get this. Sean McVay is going to make adjustments at halftime, right? Offensive genius, right? That's what's happening here. The Jets had didn't score 40 points. They can make this up. The Jets' defense continued to be very physical, control the line of scrimmage, attacking the quarterback, you know, being physical with the wide receivers. They played with heart, desire, all the great attributes you want to talk about, and they pulled it out. If there's one thing I want to give to Adam Gaze, There's maybe two potential things I want to give him because I hate him. I fucking hate him. Is One, his team did not quit on him. His team fought, and he's never lost a locker room. Fought hard, and they've been playing better as of late. There's been some tight games as of late. Obviously, we should have won that Raiders game. But, you know, Adam Gaze fucked that up and tried to blame it on Greg Williams. But, you know, it is what it is. And... Oh, man, when we saw that go final, when I saw that go final, I really sat down on my couch. And I want to say I got emotional. No tears came down. I didn't cry. And I got no problem with crying. Okay. I would let it, I would let it loose. You know, I cried over, you know, up. You know, what happened to my boy on up? So wrong. Yeah, the Disney movie up Pixar. But I was there just, just very somber, just very zoned out that, that my Jets organization, like, I should be used to this, right? I should just be numb to this right now. Like, we I should never have been confident, like, the Jets were going to pull this out. That the Jet fans wanted this. We wanted Trevor Lawrence. We wanted the best prospect since Andrew Luck, up there with the John Elways of prospects coming out. Like, it reminds me, you know, I was worried about the Peyton Manning situation when the Jets were supposed to get Peyton Manning, but he decided, you know what, I'm going back for another year to Tennessee. You know, I got a little worried with Trevor talking the way he was talking and all these people coming out, giving their their advice, their opinion on being drafted and going to the New York Jets. I thought that was going to spook him a little bit. And... I just find it how we how we fucked it up once again. I don't blame the players. You can never blame the players. The players, it's their job to perform, win games, and they're fighting for their livelihood. They're fighting for a roster spot. They're fighting for bonuses. They're fighting for a lot of different things. So for the for the people out there, for the for the for the, for the idiots, the true fucking idiots the true stupids out there that are attacking the player's family or attacking the players, getting on them. They don't give a fuck, and they shouldn't give a fuck. All right, And you're fucking beyond idiotic that you're attacking members of the New York Jets about winning a game. I want them to lose. I think Adam Gay should have been fired immediately after winning that game. I'm mad at management for keeping him on for this long. It's atrocious. I think it's a, a smack in the face that he's still the head coach of the New York Jets. But this other shit, I got to stop that. You got to grow the fuck up. And you know what? The media doesn't really get on fans to, to tell them to grow the fuck up. Maybe, you know, maybe because I'm not officially part of the media. But since I run this podcast and if you listen to this and you're one of those jerk jobs, grow the fuck up. This is their jobs. I wish they didn't do their job very well this past Sunday. Believe me, I wish they didn't. I wanted to go in 16. I think 0-16 is overrated. No one remembers 0-16. No one talks about the 0-16 teams. No one gives a shit. 1-15, 0-16, same difference. Not for the players. Not for the coaches. But for us, Definitely. We wanted to lose, and it is soul crushing. And it's what is it Tuesday, eight forty p.m. You know, this is two days plus after the one of the our worst win in history. Our worst win in history. I'm still trying to convince myself. I'm trying to pick up the pieces in a way like. All right, okay, Fields. Maybe Fields could be, you know, Fields could be exciting. He could be, you know, he's a running gun. He's got the athletic ability to run. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks today's NFL run and are great with the arm, right? Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, Josh Allen, these young quarterbacks. You know, Lamar, like these guys are very exciting players and are headaches for defenses, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the athletic ability of Fields. That's what I'm trying to say here. I'm sure I'm trying to think about. And I don't watch college ball, so I'm not going to be here and say, hey, such and such. And I know what he I'm not going to fake the funk here. I don't know what the fuck Fields exactly brings to the table. I know about his athletic ability. I know he's got a live arm and he can run the ball. Do I know he can read defenses? Can he lead his team to big games? I don't know any of that shit. I know he plays for a big program, and, you know, you get a lot of help in big programs. So does Trevor Lawrence, right? All I'm saying is I'm trying to convince myself, and it's taking a little longer than than it usually does. (laughs) And then again, I have the Jets to rely on to make this right. Huh? The Jets to make this right. That's tough. That's a tough sale. I believe in Douglas. I do believe in Douglas, and that's another thing. I guess I could give a positive to Adam Gaze that some of our young players, high-drafted young players, are showing some promise. Makai Beckham looks like a pro bowler already. Quentin Williams, oh, my God. He is becoming destructive on that defensive line. He is living up to his third overall pick now, you know, Bryce Hall was all over the field. It felt like he was in every big play for some reason. He he had some big moments this past Sunday. Mims is looking legit. He's getting better every week. And it's like, what do we go forward? Right now, As of, you know, I'm still in my emotional state. <laughs> do we keep Sam Darnold and go with the best available player with the second pick if that's what we stick with? I'm not sure right now. Right now, if you're asking me, I'm saying go with Fields and just, have, you know, restart everything, because you, you don't never know what the new coach wants, and may, he probably wants a clean slate at quarterback. That's my thing about Sam Darnold right now. Right, it's been three years. Um, Josh Allen has, you know, accelerated to a MVP type candidate. I don't I don't know, bro. I don't know. Baker Mayfield is actually looking decent the last three, four games. They got the right coaching staff around him. They're putting him in the right situations for him. Sam Darnold, this is probably his worst year, isn't it? This is his worst year. This is year three. It's supposed to be his best year. I it's just Bob I know he has the talent. And I know he had to make up for a lot of bullshit when it comes to the Jets. But it scares me, it has been three years. It's fucked up that it falls on him. But I you know, right now, if you're asking me, I would lean towards getting a new quarterback. Because if you got a guy that, you know, would have been the number one pick in fields if Trevor Lawrence didn't exist, why not take him? Why not take him? I guess I'll find out the next couple weeks and months about the evaluations. But right now, I'm leaning towards see you later, Sam. Thank you. And now, in the sense, when I say see you later, Sam, I don't think we necessarily have to trade him unless we get a very nice offer. I think if the offer's not that good, you keep him on the team. Keep him on the bench. Make it competitive. I don't care how many high draft picks you waste on a quarterback until you find the right one. I don't care about... These kids' feelings. It is a. It's called, you're a professional for a reason. Go in there, win the fucking job. If if we draft Fields and Sam Darn's on the team and he looks like the best quarterback on the team, start him. I don't care if you feel like it's a wasted second overall pick. It's not. If it changes the dynamic of the team, it's just a. Uh, the history of my Jets just come back and bite us in the ass, us fellow Jet fans. And, you know, I had to hear it from my boys. I had to hear it from Jason, Joel, Mike, Gregory, leaving the memes, leaving the, the smack talk in the, in the chat that the Jets once again lose out. We can still come back from this with a new coaching staff, new quarterback, new inventory at a lot of different positions uh, (laughs) because we need it. And it sucks. Right now, I must say, and end this with, it sucks that we did not go and complete the 0-16. But it's not over yet. We still might end up with number one overall pick. I know it's highly unlikely, but let's go Jags. Let's go Jags. Let's go Jags. And I want to move over. This is more football talk in the sense that um, I want to talk about the Saints, Chiefs, their matchup. I think just prove to all of us or prove to me. This is the class of the NFL. This is the Super Bowl matchup that should happen. That's the best team in the AFC, in the whole NFL actually, the Chiefs versus the best team in the NFC and the Saints and Drew Brees did not even play well and it was still a great game and still went down to the fourth quarter and I want to see this matchup if you're asking me the which teams do I want to see in the Super Bowl these two because they're the best teams I think that the Packers are the second best team in the NFC but I think they're a level below the Saints Can I see them beating the Saints? I can see anybody beating the Saints, in a sense, because it's the NFL. Obviously, we just saw the Jets beat the Rams, the Bengals beat the Steelers, so anything's possible, but the Chiefs, Saints are the class of the NFL, and I want to see that matchup happen because it's going to be a great Super Bowl, a much better Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes, he is just insane. He's just... It's incredible when you have a great quarterback how much he masks or changes the game. You could do everything perfect against him, and he could just run for 25 yards. It's really good. Obviously, he's got talent around him. Okay, He's got speed like no other, like the NFL. The Saints obviously have talent. They have Camaro's a superstar. Michael Thomas is a superstar. They have weapons over there. They know how to, you know. They won 3-1 and one without Drew Brees. That is, you know, that's talent and great coaching. I don't think people are talking about Sean Payton enough as coach of the year because he lost his quarterback. And they're still in line for the best record in the NFC. You know, they're still fighting for that number one overall seed. Sean Payton deserves a lot of credit for how the Saints are playing, and I think they're the most balanced team and the best team in the NFC. And when I was just talking about the, I want to move over to the Steelers, losing three in a row, and they're falling to the Bengals. And what's wrong with the Steelers? One, I think it's injuries. Two, this is, I think, a problem. This was a problem for a lot of teams. That's relying on your old quarterback. The Steelers can't run the ball. I think they're averaging a league low, like, 50 yards on the ground for the past five games. They just cannot run the ball. They're one-dimensional, and you're asking, a, what, a 39-year-old quarterback to carry you. And the wide receivers, which are talented, having big-time drops left and right. I think they lead the NFL in drops. But I think the the Colts were suffering from this. The Buccaneers are suffering this with Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. You're relying too much on your old quarterback. I think the Colts have switched that the last three, four games because Jonathan Taylor, that running game, has been upticking. He's been confident, getting a couple hundred-yard games, and that obviously relieves the pressure of Phillip Rivers. These guys are Hall of Famers. Maybe I'm a little, you know, maybe a little bit on soft on the Phillip Rivers being a Hall of Fame. Either one is he's got Hall of Fame numbers. He knows how to quarterback. And when he doesn't have to carry the team, he's a much more effective quarterback. When Brady does not have to carry a team, he's much more of an effective quarterback at this stage of his career. They need to run the ball more with the Buccaneers. I know they won this past weekend, but they did not look good. The Falcons, once again, should have won that game. Brady does not look good when he has to carry this team. Do you want Brady? Is Brady still effective? Can he engineer a drive or two? Yes, he can. Of course he can. But you're asking him for four quarters? No, that is not the Brady anymore. You have to rely on your playmakers, give them a different dimension by running the fucking ball. Bruce Arians is messing up there. Got to run the ball more with the Buccaneers. They're not looking good. And if the NFC wasn't so garbage, for me, I've said this for weeks now, the NFC playoff picture is set in stone. Guess what? Still the same teams. I know the Vikings for, well, a half a second uh, took the seventh spot from the Cardinals. Not anymore. The NFC overall is not strong. The Buccaneers are lucky. The Rams are lucky. The NFC overall is not strong. And the Buccaneers have been, you know, I'm telling you, they're playing with fire. They're playing with, they got talent, but they got to give a different dimension offense. They really do. And I think the Steelers, you know, they got James Conner's got to come back healthy. They got to, even if you're not getting the yards, run the ball, Mike Tomlin. And it's not looking good. Like I said, injuries, can't run the ball. That's hurting the Steelers big time right now. And I don't even know if anybody agrees they're even the second best team in the AFC. I still believe in the Steelers. I am not a a Mike Tomlin hater. For some reason, a lot of Steelers fans have this sour taste about Mike Tomlin, which is ridiculous. Like, you know, don't like him? Yeah, we'll send him to the Jets. Got no problem. Come on down. We'll give up a nice third rounder for you since you hate him so much. I'm just saying these old quarterbacks, the Colts figured it out in a sense that their running game is finally on track and is helping Rivers. Brady and Big Ben, those two out of the three oldies, Rivers is looking the best, playing the best, and his teams figured out how to help him. These other two need to figure it out as soon as possible because... You know, obviously they all have all three of them have Super Bowl aspirations, but I imagine most people will agree Rivers probably has you know the least talented team out of the those three. Does anyone agree? I'm not sure. I would I probably would say most people will agree with me. Rivers probably has the least talented team out of Steelers, Colts, and uh, Buccaneers. And right now, they are playing the best out of the three. And they're more more balanced out of the three. And I think that needs to change. Now, talking about heavy lifting, which these old quarterbacks should not be doing. Okay, They used to do it. They were great at it. You shouldn't be asking them to do it right now. But the quarterback today who I think is, or the player who's doing the heaviest lifting for any NFL team, and I think he deserves some type of MVP. I don't care if it's a third-place vote, fourth-place vote, something. He deserves more credit I understand the record is not helping him but Deshaun Watson absolute animal this year animal okay 27 touchdowns 6 interceptions by throwing the ball rushing the the ball he still he adds another three touchdowns to it my man is having an MVP type year for a losing team and it's just I hope the Texans right this ship as soon as possible. And I think they will. When you have a quarterback like this, who's a superstar, that's it. You put Deshaun Watson's a superstar level now. You put him up there, okay? He is a top, what, six quarterback in this league now, I think. Top of my head. Okay, we got Mahomes. We got Russell Wilson. Let's go with Rodgers, number three. Um, shit. I, I, I might go with... Watson, number four. I I don't know. I'm not looking at all the teams right now, so I apologize. But I think he's a top six quarterback. Easy. Easy. Deshaun Watson. What he has to do and what this organization has failed to do for him is insane. You're wasting. You're talking about – you're talking about – Jets fans talk about, wow, we're wasting Sam Donald. This – whoa. This is a legit top six quarterback, and he's doing it with – with this Texans team that's older, that's uh, over the cap, that's lost his best playmaker, well, traded their best playmaker, no running game. They have no running game, bro. They really have no – The if the Steelers have no running game for the past six games, the, the Texans have no running game for the for the whole season. For the whole season they have no running game. This man is carrying them. Then you got their best wide receiver testing positive for PEDs. Loss for the season. Deshaun Watson deserves a lot of love. And the Texans cannot fail. They cannot ruin this talent. They should not ruin this talent. He's amazing to watch. And I just just feel like he deserves some love out there. And I'll tell you one player that's getting a lot of love in the NFL and that's in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, right? That's the big thing coming out of this past weekend, another big thing. Does this give you confidence? I know it probably does uh, Eagles fans, because if you see the Twitter on, on them, it's given them a lot of confidence to move on from Carson Wentz. And if you think about it, this roster's kind of aged. Like, if you're willing to move on from Carson Wentz, you have to do it after this year. Because you eat that big number, your Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract, and that means year three, when that number clears out and a lot of money comes back, hopefully you're replenished through the draft, a lot of assets, and you gain a lot of money, it becomes his team officially. Now are you willing to make this decision after two games? Eagle fans are. Am I? I feel like you alienated your your franchise quarterback. Right, In a lot of ways, I feel like you have to do it now, don't you? Now, I don't believe two games, that's it. This is your franchise quarterback. You got to move on from Carson Wentz. I don't believe that per se. But if you want to rebuild, this is your shot after this year. And obviously, they're going to probably see the rest of the year if Jalen Hurts is really the guy that can become the new building block. I don't think they made that decision yet. Um, I think the wheels have started to turn though. Maybe that was that wheels already starting to turn as soon as they named him the starter. That the thought process was, hey, we'll see what he's got. And if it is, hey, we'll eat the money next year. And by year in his third year of his work, rookie contract, we replenish this talent, which they need to you know, like th- that's why I've been a, a Carson Wentz defender. This is not the most talented team. This is an aging team. Their best players are aged, and they have a lot of money you know, tied up on, on these players. I think they need to replenish. I think uh, their offensive line, even Jalen Hurts, obviously you can see how mobile he is. He still got sacked, what, six, seven times in the last two games. And that's actually lower than you know what Carson Wentz This They're the most sacked team in the NFL. Changes need to happen with that roster. And having a rookie deal quarterback allows you to do that. Now it becomes the question, who's going to trade for Carson Wentz? You know, there might be a few teams out there that are willing to do it. Maybe the Colts. His former QB coach is the head coach of the Colts. That's a possibility. There might be a few teams out there that's willing to give Carson Wentz and pay him. The chance. And I think there will be. The man was a, you know, basically, he should have won an MVP the year he got hurt and they won the Super Bowl. Last year, if you look at his last, his last three seasons, he's put up some incredible numbers. This year, you know, I think he's gotten, how can I say, he's got scared. He's seeing ghosts, like Sam Darnold would say. I think he got, you know, he's getting spooked because of the offensive line. You go to the Colts, best off probably the best offensive line in football, one of the best, right? One of the best offensive lines in football. You you know, you're familiar with that offensive system. You got a running game. Now there looks like a running game over there with the Colts. It's wide receiver's not the best, you know, but they got stability at wide receiver. Something he I feel like he never had with the Eagles. There's going to be a new change of guard in Philadelphia. You just don't do this to your franchise guy. There has to be a change of guard. And I don't want to be here and say I'm blaming, I'm blaming Carson Wentz. I think it's just this marriage needs to be, you know, I think it's a mutual thing. They don't have the money. They don't have the talent. And I know you're going to argue, well, they're 2-0 under Jalen Hurts. Not really. they're two and one. I mean they're one and two. They're one and excuse me. They're one and one with Jalen Hurts, and he gave them a lot of confidence this past weekend and almost brought them back to win that game. Listen, it's two game sample, and he's got a loss already after playing great. He's got a loss after playing great. It's a total roster thing with the Philadelphia Eagles. It is not a quarterback issue. I think it's a roster issue. And if you feel like Jalen Hurts could be as good as Carson Wentz or better, obviously, you go with that with the cheaper money and you change the roster. I think that's what you do. And I want to give a shout-out to um, the Browns for failing me, mean, Kareem Hunt for failing me from winning my uh, my third finals, So I go to my third... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have been in three fantasy championships this weekend. Three. Fuck you, Jason. I just had to I just got to tell you. Fuck you. Man, I I'm still caught up on the Jets thing. It sucks I don't have the guys here. I want to go into a little deeper and more stuff in the NFL. I am watching my Brooklyn Nets crush The Golden State Warriors. Let me rephrase that. My Brooklyn basketball team destroyed the Golden State Warriors. They're up 32 points. Fourth quarter, eight minutes to go. Great opening night night for us. And the NBA, I think this season is going to be a lot more challenging than it was last season with the bubble and everything i think this is going to probably be the most important year for young players rookies the end of the bench guys to play and perform this is going to be their chance to show the world i deserve to be an nba i deserve to be in the in the rotating um i can't believe it. what am i saying and the the top the top eight guys nine guys that we want to rotate They're going to go to the end of the bench. These rookies are going to get a lot of minutes because obviously the condensed season, 72 games, starting from today is going to ask a lot, especially from the bubble teams that just played, especially like a team like the Lakers, Miami, that just played a couple months ago. They're going to rely on those fresh legs, young legs, for the whole year. And I think that's going to be pretty cool to watch some stories develop. Of these young players come out of nowhere, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Now, when it comes to the uh, you know the storylines, Lakers, right? Clippers again, can the Clippers come back? I think the East is probably going to be a little bit more intriguing in the sense of storylines, right? The Buccaneers is true is uh, Drew Holiday the really the missing piece? Are the Bucks going to take that 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 that, that next step forward? The Miami Heat, you gotta watch out for. The Brooklyn team, which I, you know, on paper, have a great deep team. Can they upset the Heat? The Bucks. The 76ers, they finally got some shooting. Got a new head coach in there. Can Simmons and Embiid finally get this, this team going? Chemistry. You know, they got the talent. Can they put it together, have the chemistry, have the system in place to be destructive? Obviously, still got the Celtics in there, too. I think the East, at the top of the East, the four or five teams, you know, would you really be surprised if any of those five teams made it to the finals? If the Nets made it to the finals, if the Bucks made it to the finals, if the Heat made it to the finals, 76 was made it to the finals. Would you be surprised if any of those teams? I don't think so. I don't think any, out of those four, I don't think anybody will really be surprised. Back to the West, it's going to be, you know, the next step, the evolution of Luka. What else is going to happen with the Clippers? Are they going to get it together? Now, the fighting for these young teams fighting for a playoff spot, right? The Suns, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves. Even the Blazers, I think, had one of the best off-seasons. And I'm not even sure if they'll make the playoffs. I don't think it's a gimme. I don't think it's a gimme for the Blazers to make the playoffs, and they had one of the best off-seasons, and they made the playoffs last year. I don't think it's a gimme at all. And guys that I want to see when I specifically get on, Trey Young. I want to see him lead a team. Yeah, I think he's got the roster to make the playoffs this year. I want to see this team improve. I want to see him the leader. I want to see him be, as they call, the the next Steph Curry, right? Steph Curry. I would love to see that. To me, I think he's a lot of empty stats right now. You know, when you win 12 games, I don't care how much 40-point games you throw up, he's not alone. And the Hawks didn't resign. They decided not to, or maybe Collins said, "Nah, the number." They didn't come up the number that Collins wanted to to resign. Same thing with the Nets with Jared Allen. But I want to see Trey Young and the Hawks. They should be a fun, high offensive shooting team. Look, looking very excited for that. So there's a, there's a few things. I want to see from the NBA season, especially I want to see from my Brooklyn team. So I'm excited for that. I'm sorry. This has been a short episode. I'm by myself. I got limited topics in front of me. I'm emotional. I didn't even drop a commercial. I just ran straight through. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode that I laid on you all by myself. I hope you guys pray for a Jacksonville Jaguars win. (laughs) Let my jets prevail back up there. But on my way to recovery, I might be looking into some uh, evaluations on fields. Uh, because, you know what, even right now, I, like I said, I'm not sure if Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold needs someone else in there to push the envelope, even if he's on the team or not. I don't know. I, you know I'm not confident to say pass on a quarterback and move on with Sam Darnold. I'm not there. I'm not there. Not at all. Even last year, I was saying, Josh Allen's better than Sam Darnold. He's a, he's progressing. Sam is not. And year three, nope. It's not his fault, obviously. Not all his fault. But, you know, if you want to be a great quarterback, if you're one of the greats, okay, you want to be the Aaron Rodgers, the, the Russell Wilsons, the Deshaun Watsons, The but, you know, I don't want to say Patrick McCombs because he's never really had a carrier team, but... These guys make up and mask a lot of mistakes on your football team. If Sam Darnold's going to be progressed to a great quarterback, he should have won game. He should have won two games by himself this year. Absolutely carried, gunning, slinging, running. Have one of those performances like this. Fucking guy is the man. He is carrying his team. Like I see with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is absolutely carrying the Texans. Without Deshaun Watson, they are they are 0 and 16. Guaranteed. He has carried them to tight games to four wins. I'm not saying to be Deshaun Watson right now, but show glimpses of that. And he had, and I don't mean two, three passes. I mean for a whole fucking game. Show me a glimpse Two, three games of the year. Show me a glimpse that you can absolutely carry a team. And Sam Darnold has not done that in these, in the year three. Has not. So I'm ready to move on. As him being given the keys to the franchise, you need to bring someone else here and say, hey, there's keys are dangling. One of you guys has got to take it. That's the the most I would do for Sam Darnold. That's the most I would do. If they move on from trade him. For a fourth rounder, I got no problem with that. Got no problem with that. Just hasn't shown it. Anyway, guys, I appreciate the, the listen, the love. Please, if you're on those uh, podcast directories with reviews or rating system, let us know what you think, and you can always hit me up on Twitter, at Idiot Ezra. I should start streaming soon again. Uh, I love their new resurgence Mode on Warzone out here. I got 11 wins already. Bang, bang. A lot of top five finishes, which is pissing me off. I like to finish the game. But you guys have been spectacular. Thank you for being patient. Um, I doubt there's going to be a Friday podcast because, you know, it's Christmas. Holidays. I hope you guys enjoy your holidays and your Christmases, your Hanukkahs, all that wonderfulness that I don't know. I barely celebrate Christmas myself, and, you know, my family's into it. Well, I won't say into it. We believe in it. Shit, I don't remember was the last time I got a Christmas gift from from the fams. (laughs) Even though I appreciate some socks. I need gloves. I need gloves. It's cold out here. But you guys are wonderful. So if you can't be good, be the baddest. Buenos Nachos.